<laughs> the Moon Sonship Live coming to you again and uh, oh, believe with me today, believe with me today to be able to um, to be able to draw out from the revelation he has been uh, breaking before me, expounding before me the bread that he breaks daily with me, the revelation of this confidence that we can have in him, this true confidence that if he be for us, who or what can be against us? If he be the shepherd, the overseer of our faith that is leading us in this forward advance in the kingdom of God, what can hinder us? Nothing. Unless we choose to abide in an old, unrenewed mindset, then we're stuck, buddy, stuck, we're stuck. But today we're getting unstuck. Today we're choosing to follow the Good Shepherd. Today we're choosing to be found in the abode of the Word of God. Today we're choosing to situate ourselves again in the only way, the truth, the very life of God that we have now as Christians. And so I have a title and it is a true continuation again from where we have been meditating. The last message being fixed gaze in a forward press came right after the resurrection message of he is risen just as he said. And, and today I realize he's really putting a little ribbon and a bow to all these messages. And the title for today is The Forward Lead. The Forward Lead. The Forward Lead. This is really what we're called to. A, a, a lead that is an advancement. An advance in the kingdom of God. You see, life is all about advancements. And do not believe the lie that is right now propagated. Just be whatever you want to be. It's okay to be a slacker. We'll encourage slackness. It's okay to be a failure. We'll encourage failure. No, no. You know within yourself that you are built to overcome. You know within yourself that you are built for triumph. You know within yourself you are built as more than a conqueror in Christ, especially as a Christian, but everyone, every human being has an innateness within them to want to succeed, to want to move forward in life, to have a new start and to finish an old chapter, advancement. And so today we in Christ have the utmost privilege to walk out this advancement, advancement of growth, advancement in maturity in Christ, advancement in faith becoming strong today, advancement. And I was with one of my daughters in a store just yesterday and, and there was a little, a little placard and I picked it up and I read it and I, I kind of chuckled. Because it hit, really, it hit really an old mindset. And so shortly after, the Lord really checked me on it. And it read, uh, do not grow up. It's a snare. Meaning just, just, just being an adult, it's too much responsibility. Just stay immature. And maybe I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing it. I had to press delete on that slogan. Lest I get caught in it. 
You see, that is a lie. We are called into maturity. And we cannot just stay put in an old mindset and believe that we'll be really happy there. That we're going to really do mighty exploits for our God there. Just stay immature. Just swallow a little bit. You know, sometimes I go to church if I feel like it. Oh, maybe, or maybe you're more diligent and you go every time the doors are open. Well, that's good. But are you growing in faith? Are you maturing in this full stature of Christ? Are you found in this conformity of a press to go forward, to be just like Paul we read last week in, from Philippians chapter 3? One thing he did, he forgot what was behind. And he reached forward to this upward call. Forward we're called today. Let's read that. Let's read Paul. And then we go to Hebrews 12, where we started last week as well. We, we read some of the verses that we have already read, but... Um, We'll just uh, try, we'll try, no, we'll, we'll believe the Lord to, to try us out. We'll believe the Lord to really uh, bring forth maturity of understanding through these verses again, so that the trying our faith will produce a, a fruit for the kingdom of God, a stability in our Christian walk. And Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, Not that I have already attained, or I'm already perfected, fully mature, that is. I'm not there yet, not full grown. But I press on, pressing on into this perfection of Christ, pressing on into this grow up in God, pressing into this bearing of much fruit for the kingdom of God, pressing into an attaining, a growth of understanding, of revelation knowledge that has so become you now, that has transformed you into greater glory. For to this you are called in Christ. But I press on that I may, Paul says, lay hold of that, lay hold, lay hold. Today we will be laying hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I will not stagnate, he's saying. I'm paraphrasing. I refuse to stagnate to think I got it now. I'm full grown now. I do not count myself to have apprehended. That word is to have arrived. I haven't arrived yet. What humility of honesty. Apostle Paul we're talking about. That he recognized that growth was necessary. Maturity was of utmost importance in Christ for him. And that really was the growth of revelation of this righteousness that is of faith. On the basis of a finished work. So that we can now enter into this rest of faith. 
and see the kingdom of God expand by faith. I don't count myself to apprehend, but one thing I do, forgetting those things, what a snare this is if we choose not to forget those things that are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind, and we, we match it up with Jesus speaking to Peter, but really addressing Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. You're mindful of the things of man and not of God. And so last week, we, we really plunged into that verse. That anytime we're mindful of the things of man, it really is a lagging behind, a staying behind, a going back where a devourer is. But when we're mindful of the things of God, we are found in the press of faith. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The forward lead we're talking about. The forward lead. Let's go to Hebrews now. What a good day to be alive today. What a good day. Hebrews 12, let's start verse 1 and aimed for eight, verse 3, verse 2 and 3. Therefore, we also, since we also as the heroes of faith, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Moses, Abraham, David, how about Daniel? Daniel! Who was thrown where? In the den of lions. Thrown where? In the den of lions. And stood the test of faith and fear not, but trusted the living God. The next day he was found untouched by the lions. And was taken up and the king worshipped the living God. How about those Hebrew boys? Daniel Spears, what kind of influence did they move in? The influence of the Holy Spirit. The influence of the Word of God. For it is written, if God be for us, who can be against us? Those Hebrew boys, they were thrown where? In the chambers of fire. They were stoked up, what, seven times stronger. What? What happened? What happened? There was a fourth man walking in the fire. The preservation. The preservation of a child of God in this hour is, is far greater than it's ever been. The fire has been stoked up, so what? It's not like we can handle one degree fire in terms of it being stoked up once or twice or three times. It doesn't matter. Fire is fire. We're made to walk through it. Ha ha. And they came out, not even smelling like smoke. And the king worshipped the living God. You be a testimony today. How? By refusing to look back. And by choosing to be led forward in faith. How? 
by believing the word of God. How? By acknowledging that if he, if he be for you, in you, through you, all around you, God, what can stop you? What can devour you? What can bring an accusation against you? If God in Christ has already justified you. And this is what we're talking about. A revelation of justification. That Paul, by the Holy Ghost, by revelation knowledge, came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And was knocked off of his religious donkey that was what doing? Persecuting those of the way. The living way. And so all of us are being knocked off of our religious donkeys that we think we know it all. Coming back to the basis. Justification by faith alone. Why? Because we're running a race. You are running a race, buddy. We want to cheer each other on. Run. Run faster than I could ever run. You run faster. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight. The old memories, rejection, condemnation, lies. They are lies. And the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance. That's not a backward run, by the way. It's a forward run. Why? Because we'll see that Jesus run as such. How? By beholding the one that was before him. Not behind him. Satan he put behind. And really now in Christ under our feet he is. But in terms of our walk, ahead is glory. Behind is nothing. No memory of it. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, set before us, not behind us, set before us. Looking unto Jesus, this is advancement. Looking unto Jesus, the rock that is higher than I. I look unto the one, the author, the finisher, the perfecter. The full maturity of what faith is, it's found in Christ. And that faith of his lives in me. So what is happening now? There is a disclosure, a disclosure of divine reality within me from glory to glory, an advancement of revelation knowledge that is propelling me, propelling me into a victorious run. It's an inward work for an external demonstration of glory divine. But the glory is within us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Don't look surveying the weather channels in terms of what, who does what. I click onto this one and that one, weather channels. Well, they're preaching that, the other one's preaching this. What do I believe? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I kind of like this teacher better than that teacher. I thank God for the teachers in the body of Christ. The fivefold ministry. It's true extension of the very hand of God to bring forth edification. Why? To grow us up in the full stature of Christ. 
But I tell you, the source of all edification is the word of God. And this is how the hand of God moves forward. It's Christ himself through the teaching ministry. The apostolic, the prophetic, the pastoral. The evangelist. Thus said the Lord is the foundation of all teaching, which is the word of God. Let us run with endurance. And this is where your endurance comes from. It's the endurance of the word of God that has been tried as silver. It is the endurance of the word of God. Though heaven and earth pass away, this word abides forever. Though the egos of men rise up, they're just like the flowers of the field, they wither. But this word abides forever. This is your justification. This is your vindication. This is your edification. This is your life. Truth. His word is truth. The only way is found in this way of his truth. Looking unto, who is he? The word. Who is he? The living word. The author and the finisher. Faith comes how? How does maturity come in your Christian walk? Through the hearing of the word of God. As you're beholding the word of God, Jesus the author and the finisher of my faith. Jesus, the word revealed before me. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down, sat down. The rest of faith will always cause you to sit down in him in the green pastures of his reality. The heavenly places of those streams of living water. Has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Luke 9. I'm just going through some of these verses, and if I re-preach last week's message, awesome. But I'm trusting God there'll be an add-on. There'll be an add-on here. New treasures to come out. For it's a new hour, it's a new day, where the word is revealed once again to us. Luke 9.62, actually that, that whole portion, the cost of discipleship that's been subtitled in my New King James Bible from verse 57. Hmm. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road. That's Yeah, let's, let's read. That someone said to him, Lord, Lord, called him Lord, acknowledged his lordship, called him Lord. I'll follow you. Check mark. Awesome. Jesus did say, follow me to all his disciples. So here this, this, this man knew he was Lord and wanted to be found obedient to the word of God. I'll follow you wherever you go. In this forward lead, I'll follow you, Jesus. I'll lay it all down for you, Jesus. I'm all in, Jesus. But Jesus knew his heart. Knew that in his heart, 
there was something amiss that needed to grow up. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, places of rest on earth. where you can kick up your feet and put your hair down and flesh out. Mm -mm, no. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, nor earthly abode. Earthly is the operative word, earthly. He was solely moved by the heavenly abode. The Father's voice. He was solely moved by the heavenly vision, that which he saw his Father in heaven do. And that was a constant forward momentum to come into the hour for which he was brought into the world for a time such as that moment. For the fullness of time had come for him to make manifest to the world, the Word made flesh. And so then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Let me take care of the fam family responsibility. Let me take care of my earthly descendancy from where I come as an earthly man. And we honor mother and father. But I tell you, there is a place in the following of Christ that is a true forsaking of all. And it's not a dishonor to a father and mother, but that will be an ultimate honor to father and mother to seek after God alone. No greater pleasure like John wrote in, in, in 1 John 3, I think it was, he, he wrote to one of the women to hear that your children are walking in the ways of God. I'm paraphrasing. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. What a statement. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And this was not coming against that commandment that came with a promise to honor your mother and father. This was really that God is all in all. And in serving Him, all are honored. Because God alone bestows honor. We don't seek the honor of man, but the honor that comes from God. And another also said, Lord, I'll follow you, but let me first go and, and bid them farewell who are at my house. I tell you, family is wonderful. But if we live for family, it can be quite a snare at times. But Jesus said to him, actually, at all times, if we're not living for God, there is a snare regardless whether friends or family, these familial relationships but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow, that's why I'm reading this portion, no one, and all of these things that we read 
are a backwards go. And here he'll say, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. What? Luke 17. I don't think we read this one last time, but definitely made mention of it a few times. Remember Lot's wife. This is in terms of the coming of the kingdom of God. And um, you can read that portion. I'm, I'm going for verse 31. In that day, he who is on the house stop and his goods are in the house. Let him not come down to take them away. Go bid farewell. Go bury them. Take care of them. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Go say bye-bye to the family. Or to the peers. I think of this Elijah and Elisha. He burned everything. Elisha. To follow the prophet Elijah. Burn the plow and, and sacrifice the, the bullocks. Gave it all up. Peter. Andrew. John. James, all of them, Matthew, the tax collector, forsook it all to, what does that look like? I tell you, it's a press of faith. I tell you, it's this lead to advance the kingdom of God. What about Apostle Paul that we've been talking about? He left it all behind, all the accolades. Because there's a snare in lingering in the shadows of the past. There's a snare. Likewise, the one who's in the field, let him not turn back. Let him not, don't turn back this hour. Don't turn back this hour. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And so here he's, let me just finish. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. This is the key of the kingdom of God. Whoever seeks to save his life looks like going back. Looks like bidding farewell. Looks like going down to take your things. Earthly possession, mindful of the things of men, can I say. Is a preservation of self. But the one that is mindful of the things of God puts his hand to the plow and does not look back because we want to be found fit for the kingdom of God. Approved by our master. Standing on the solid foundation of the word of God. Second Corinthians. And this all is a walk of faith. It's a walk of faith. It's not a, a quick, 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 quick transformation here. We're all done now. We're all shaped up now. Now we're all perfect. No, Paul said he's not perfected yet. 
but he is going to be found in the press, pressing and reaching for what's ahead. Second Corinthians chapter three. Seventeen. Why not mindful of the things of earth? Why be mindful of the things of God? Because the Lord is the Spirit. He's not earthly. He's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Father. The Spirit sent from heaven to be a guide, an advocate, a paraclete, to come alongside of us and to call us out of darkness and lead us into this marvelous light of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So this is about liberty in Christ. That whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So why would you want to go and linger in the old ways? They were not free. Not free. They were not free. Because we go here, verse 18, but we all with unveiled face, with unveiled face and cluttered vision, beholding him, the one who's gone before us, we all with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, not seeing, not seeing the circumstance of the day, not seeing the political uh, sphere of the moment, not seeing my, my ache and pain, not seeing the heartache of the past, not seeing nothing but him alone, the resurrected king of glory the one that says I am the resurrection Anastasis I am the one that stood up in the midst of the dead and I walked out the one who is ever alive and makes intercession for us now that sits at the right hand of God the Father and where he is, where he is, we are in him now. In him now. Why look low? Why look low? Looking back is looking low. Put your gaze up. Put your gaze up. Put your gaze up. Smile. Smile. We smile. We smile today. Happy. We're happy. It's not circumstance-based. It's where the Spirit of the Lord is. That's what it's about. That's the liberty. That's the joy of the believer. For there is freedom there. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed, being transformed, metamorphosis, being transformed, taking new shape, being conformed to the image of Christ, Romans 8 writes. Being transformed into the same image, into the same image of the mirror, the word of God. Into the same image, how? From glory to glory. From glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord, who is liberty. And so, in this new glory, I have greater liberty than the old glory. 
that I just came out of. So looking back is not edifying to you. Going back makes you unfit for the kingdom of God. Going back in your mindset, reviewing the database of the memory. Ah, I tell you, if you want to cry, you go there. I don't want to cry. No. We're made for this liberty. We're made for this advancement. We're made to see him alone with unveiled, uncluttered faces. Pure children with a pure sight unto our Heavenly Father. Just over in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. In, in uh, chapter 4 now, same, same book. Verse 16, therefore, therefore, we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart. Don't despair. Don't give up. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet we're reckoning the old man dead. Yet the inward man, the man of the spirit, the born again man is being what renewed day by day from glory to glory. This is a transformation. Renewed day by day. We today are walking in a greater renewal. Greater glory. When you're in this press of faith, that's your portion. Advancement, maturity. Not the snare of, I don't want to grow up. Uh, I don't want to be responsible. No. No. God is all about being found a good steward. And he rewards the good stewards. I mean, we can go to Matthew. The stories of the good stewards, there's a few of them there. Being entrusted with little. And being found faithful to that. And much is given to that one. They are the ones that enter into the joy of the Lord, the reward of the Lord. Therefore, do not lose heart, even though our outer man, outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light, light, if the word calls it light, it's light. It's light, buddy. You're going you're gonna to make it. You're just passing through it. Those four Hebrew, those, uh, the Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I got the names right. Those Hebrew boys, they were thrown in that fire pit. A light affliction. Daniel, thrown in the lion's den. We're hungry lions. Light affliction. We knew they were hungry because the next day when he came out, the accusers were thrown down and they hadn't even hit the ground and they were devoured in the air by those hungry lions. I mean, that fire was so, so, so hot that the, the, the attendants of the king that threw those boys in, they were burnt up. But where God's concerned, it's light. Why? Because there's the fourth man in the fire. Why? Because Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Watch me make it. I'm going to see you make it. 
because our confidence is Christ, the one that we're being transformed, conformed into. The outer man, the outer man, the word says is perishing. But the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. But for a moment. What does the word say? Morning endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Joy always comes. Joy always, pressure. Yes, the pressure's on. Lean into it. Lean into the pressure. See, budge. Pressure, ha ha. This is where you add that length to your strength. You endure all. You overcome all. You go. You go and you run. Looking unto the one that loves you. Not the condemner. The condemner's back there. Get the behind me, Satan. He's the condemner of the brethren, the accuser. No, 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 no. We don't follow that voice because we don't go backwards. We are following forward the good shepherd. Only his voice we hear. And we go through that door of joy. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us. You know what's amazing? I always chuckle that... It's a light affliction just for a moment, but it's working for us. So devil, devil, oh, I mean, he's just, he's just, he, he's so self-deceived. But unfortunately, some of us catch ourselves in his deception. But today, we're coming out of every snare. Today, we're coming out of all deception by not looking back but by following the one that's ahead of us, the shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because these afflictions, they're working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What this tells me is I have to undergo this moment. What Peter says, the testing of my faith. Because it's producing a far greater weight of glory. And this affliction is me reckoning that outer man dead. Old man, you're perishing. New man, you're alive unto God. You serve the living God alone. That is a statement of faith. I am a child of God. I am an overcomer because I am born of God. And the solidity of this persuasion is what I'm after. And that is what a more than a conqueror looks like. One that is fully persuaded, just like Father Abraham. I did not consider his natural circumstance. But believe the one whom he knew was faithful to his word. The one that raised the dead back to life. But the key to all of this victory, the key to this adversity working for us is verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, we just said we walk by faith, not by sight. Oh, right there, faith is required. Right there, faith is required. A coming out of an old mindset is imminent, so important for this moment. 
but the things which are not seen, to see the unseen God. Last minute that I did was most contended, by the way. I think it was 685, and the title was See the Invisible One. I'm a little bit paraphrasing. See the invisible one. We don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. <laughs> Just for a moment. Just for a moment. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And when we have this assurance of that which I behold, my Jesus, is eternal. It is truth. This is my truth, the way, the only way, the only truth. This is my life, the only life. That I will be found following after him. Forsaking all those things that are behind. Why? Because I've made the choice to walk by faith. Why? Because I do not look at the things that are seen. But the things that are unseen. And this is the message. The forward lead. An advancement in the kingdom of God. So go out and make a step forward. Make a step forward. Make a step forward. In Christ alone. Amen. We are done. We're done.